This is episode number 30 of the Raising Mums podcast. Welcome to Raising Mums, a live weekly broadcast streaming on Facebook and Instagram that inspires mums to live with purpose and intention, to raise their children mindfully and empowers mothers everywhere to own their lives and thrive doing it. You're already drowning in all the things you already have to do. How can you possibly add homeschooling onto that as well? Well, with these time management skills that I'm going to teach you today, you can. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome, everybody. So I know you've got a house to clean. You've got meals to cook. You've got a toddler who's causing chaos. <laughs> and you have to take care of yourself. You have to, you've got interests. You've got friends. You have to look after yourself, too. How can you add homeschooling onto that as well? Well, with a good understanding of time management skills, you absolutely can. I feel really, really passionately about this. And I feel like if you can get a really good grip on time management, it can really impact your life in a massive way. Um, It can help you to, first of all, homeschool your children, which is a dream that I know many of you have. But it can help you to live that life with your family that you've always dreamed of, to live a more fulfilled life to be that chilled out, joyful mum that you've always wanted to be. You know, that mum who is connected with her kids, who's present, who has a laugh with them. With time management skills on your side, you can be that mum. So that's what we're going to talk about today, how to find the time to homeschool. I can see so many of you hopping on already. Asalaamu Alaikum, Sadia, Maliha, Samia. Asalaamu Alaikum, everybody. Jade, how are you doing? Asalaamu Alaikum. Okay, so we've got a lot to get through today. Some really big concepts that I'm going to be talking about. So you might want to grab a notebook. You might want to grab your pen and make some notes as we go along. Um, And I also, before we get started, just really want to acknowledge you all for being here because let's face it, we've all got loads of things we've got to do, loads of things we want to do. It's a Sunday night. You know, we're being pulled in all different directions to do lots of different things but you're here. You guys are here right now with me because you want to learn something. You want to improve your life. You want to become a better person, a better mother. So I just want to acknowledge you for that, for being here when you could be doing loads of other things. Um, So, you know, I want to acknowledge you for that. And this is really important. And I am so passionate that this can make a big impact on you. If If you can implement what I teach today, I know this can transform your lives and really help you um, to become the mothers you want and create that life that you want. So Instagram, I am going to be showing a few images, just a few um, to help explain some of these concepts. So if you are a visual person like me, you might want to hop across to Facebook so that you can see those images. Um, but if you don't want to, if you want to stay on Instagram, no problem. I will talk you through everything. Um, but if you want to see the images, hop over to Facebook and our Muslim homeschool over there. Um, guys, is the sound okay on Facebook this week? Last week, it was not great. How are we doing today? Assalamu alaikum, Mariam, Aisha, Sophia, Sarah. So glad you guys are here. Can you tell me, is the sound okay before we get started? So if you guys are new here, Welcome. Uh, my name is Dr. Gemma Elizabeth. I am the founder of the award-winning blog, Our Muslim Homeschool, and the host of this podcast, Raising Mums. So this is a live session that I do once a week where we um, stream live on Facebook and on Instagram. 
Um, and then afterwards we upload these sessions. We upload them onto YouTube, onto the podcast, Raising Mums. Um, and then they also go onto the blog, ourmuslimhomeschool.com. So you can rewatch these. You can share them out with people who you think might benefit. You know, if there's somebody in your community who you know would love this, or, you know, you've got a homeschooling group or a mother's WhatsApp group or whatever, if you think this would be beneficial to them, you can share this out afterwards. And in fact, you can tag them right now if you'd like to on uh, Instagram. You just pop it on that little like paper aeroplane thing at the bottom and you can tag people and they can join in live. And on Facebook, you can just pop their names in the comments, I think, and they can hop on too. Okay, great. It sounds like the sound is good here. Brilliant. Excellent. Um, I will, inshallah, make time for questions at the end if there's any. So what we're going to talk about here today, it might be new for some of you. It's going to really require you to think differently about productivity from what you already consider productivity to be. It's going to require you to be a bit more open-minded. So I'm going to ask you, would you be open-minded about giving this a chance? You know, how open-minded are you about the suggestions, about trying out these suggestions that I'm going to give you today? Because I'm going to give you some things that you can implement today, tomorrow, that will really make an impact on your life, inshallah. And you need to be open-minded if you're going to try this. So if you are open-minded, if you want to commit, inshallah, to trying these things out, type yes in the comments. Type yes if you would be open-minded about giving this a try. While you're doing that, you know, I'm not sure if this is for you, but if you have ever considered homeschooling, if you have ever wanted to homeschool in the future, maybe you're about to start homeschooling, you need to get hold of my free ebook. It's called Home Education, What You Need to Know to Get Started. It's completely free. Grab it while it's available. Um, you go to ourmuslimhomeschool.com forward slash ebook and it will it lays down the basics about homeschooling. So if you're not sure about the legal side of things, who's going to check up on you, um, uh, what you do, you know, for socialization, about exams, can they go to university, all those questions that I know so many of you have, just get a copy of my ebook. It's free at the moment. Just go to ourmuslimhomeschool.com forward slash ebook. The second big piece of news is that my online course, Launch Your Homeschool, is opening for enrollment next week. So on Sunday, next Sunday, I'm opening doors to new students. Um, so that's incredibly exciting for me um, because we were not planning to open, but I had such a huge demand from you guys asking me to reopen that, that I've decided to reopen it. So from next Sunday, if you want to enroll, you can do. It basically is a system. It's a, it's a course for people who want to start homeschooling. But when you go online, it's so overwhelming. There's so many curriculums, so many blogs, so many Instagrammers and Facebooks. It can be very difficult to navigate. So what Launch Your Homeschool does is it sets out a system. It says, okay, friends, start here. Then the next thing you need to do is this. And then the next thing is this. And it lays out a systematic approach for you to begin homeschooling in a way that aligns with your family's values and what's important to your family. So I'm going to teach you about choosing which subjects to teach, um, you know, how often to teach them, creating a curriculum, uh, homeschool planning generally, as well as an entire module on time management, which is so important when you homeschool. There's also teaching uh, techniques and essential teaching techniques um, and 
I had such great feedback and I'm going to share some testimonials with you over the coming week. But if you might be interested in that course, make sure you put your name on the waiting list because there are early bird prices for people who sign up in the first 36 hours. So you'll want to get uh, access to that. So go to ourmuslimhomeschool.com forward slash courses, ourmuslimhomeschool.com forward slash courses, pop your name on the wait list. And then when more information comes out, you will get that and you can make a decision if it's right for your family. Welcome, Salam, Chronicles of Mama. Okay, so let's have a look. Have we got yeses? Has anybody said no? How open are you to new suggestions? Everyone's saying yes, 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 yes. Alhamdulillah. Asalaamu Alaikum, Humaira, Nadia. Uh, mashallah. And what we'll get on Instagram. I hope we've got yeses, inshallah. Okay, brilliant. Okay, I'm loving the energy. Excellent. So let's start. When, when we think about time management, often what we're thinking about is, okay, how can I do more in my day? You know, how can I fit more in? How can I get more done? This is not good time management. Time management is not about squeezing more into your to-do list. It's not about burdening you with more because I know that you're already tired. You're already stressed. Sometimes, let's face it, you're exhausted. This is not about burdening you with more to do. This is about freeing you from those burdens. It's about doing less of what does not matter and more about what does. It's about doing less of what does not matter and more of what does. Doesn't that sound beautiful? I love that. So what does it mean, okay? So I'm gonna show you on, on Facebook, I'm gonna show you this graphic. I will explain it, guys, on Instagram. Um, but it's this is a graphic that I use in my course, Launch Your Homeschool. So this is an exclusive graphic from inside one of the lessons. It's just a small part of one of the lessons, but I'm gonna show you here on Facebook. So I want you to imagine, let's see if I can get this up. Okay, so I want you to imagine that every single thing that you do in your day, everything you do, you write down inside of this shape. So just imagine you've got a shape Instagram. Everything you do in your day, you're going to put into that shape. So let's say um, you do like you're cooking, you're cleaning, you're sleeping, you're watering the plants, you're feeding the cats, you're driving around, uh, you're cleaning, you're doing your children's hair, you're doing your own hair, you're resting, everything that you do, you write in this shape, okay? Now, something that I teach within the program, within Launch Your Homeschool, you're gonna divide all the activities that you do within your day into four categories. So let's get the next picture up. Okay. Everything you do can be divided into four categories. The first category is what I've called priorities. Now, this is the smallest, actually, and you'll notice this. This is the smallest of the four categories. This are, these are activities that have to be done and they have to be done by you. So that might be because they're very important to you, because um, they align with your beliefs and your values, or because you have the skill set for them. So an example of something that is a priority, something that has to be done and it has to be done by me, would be nursing my baby would be praying and would be homeschooling. Now, of course you can get help with homeschooling, 
But for the most part, for me, most of the homeschooling is done by me. So one of the priorities for me with my time is homeschooling. Now, what the next category, which is I love, okay? So you're looking at all your activities that you do in the day. You've got your priorities are things that you have to do. Everything else can fall into one of three categories. The first category, which I love, is elimination. So these are activities that you can remove from your life. Let's see if I can move this graphic slightly. Uh, okay. These are activities that you can remove from your life entirely. They're so much fun. You're going to love this, right? So think about all the things you do in your life. There is so much that we spend our time doing that we don't actually have to do, that we just do it because we saw our parents do it, because society says we have to do it. But if you actually think about it, these activities do not serve you. So you might not know what I mean by this, but I want to to give you an example of something very small, and you might laugh at me and think this is completely trivial, but by eliminating this one activity, I have saved myself, I have given myself back time. I have given myself back, I worked out, 17 hours a year from removing this very small activity from my life. You'll, you'll never guess what it is. <laughs> so about five years ago, I made this decision. I would spend every Sunday, like many of you, sorting out my laundry. I would tip the clean clothes on the bed and I'd fold the laundry and I'd sort it out into piles, you know. And mixed in with the clean clothes was the socks. And so I would go through that clean clothes and I'd find the matching socks and I'd pair them up and I'd, you know, fold over the top and put them in the appropriate pile for the right child, right person. I worked out that I was spending about 20 minutes every Sunday pairing socks. 20 minutes of my life was spent pairing socks. Who's got time for that? I don't have time for that. So I decided to eliminate sock pairing from my life. Now, that doesn't mean that my children walk around with odd socks. What that means is that now each of us have a certain color of sock that we wear. We only wear that color of socks. So one of my children only wears white socks. Another will wear another color. I only wear black socks. Follow, keep, keep following me here. So what this means is when I tip those clothes out on the bed, I don't need to sort out whose is whose. I don't need to hold them up and see, oh, they're nearly matching. Oh no, they're not matching. None of that. Instantly I can see whose socks are whose, who gets them in which pile. I don't even need to fold them over the top. They just get thrown in the sock basket at the bottom of the cupboard. I have eliminated sock pairing from my life. I have given myself back 20 minutes every Sunday, which means 17 hours in the year. Now, why I was doing that activity, I don't know. Perhaps I saw my mum doing it. Uh, I don't know, but I've eliminated it. So I want you to think now outside of convention, outside of what you th think is normal. What do you do in your life that you could get rid of entirely? What are you doing that does not serve you, does not serve your family, and it's plain wasting your time? Um, because if it's not serving you, cut it out. Ruthlessly cut it out. The next thing. So we've got all the activities you do in the day. We've got your priorities in the center, which is the things that you do um, that have to be done and that have to be done by you. 
Then we had the eliminate. So you, activities that you can completely eliminate. Then you have activities that you can automate. Okay, I'm gonna just remove this down a second. So activities that you can automate. This means things that you can put on autopilot. So there are lots of technology and things like that in our lives that help with automation of your life. I'm not gonna go into that now. I wanna talk about something even simpler than using technology. When you think about what you do regularly, um, there, there are activities that you have in your life that you want to get done regularly, but they just don't seem to happen. You know, things that just, you don't ever seem to have time for or that get put bottom of the list or for whatever reason you procrastinate, but things that need to get done. To make, to automate that process, to make it automatic in your life, you need to pair that activity up with something that you already do. So an example of this, I shared on Instagram stories and on Facebook stories earlier this week. I hate cleaning my bathroom. I, I mean, I'm not gonna pretend otherwise, I hate it, but it has to get done, you know? And it was something that I used to procrastinate a lot. But something that I've paired it with is when I give my children a bath. So I have to give my children a bath every day or regularly anyway. Um, and when I'm giving them a bath, I need to be in the bathroom. I need to be present to, to take care of them. So I'd give them a bath previously and then they'd play. And while they were playing, I would maybe scroll on my phone or just potter around, not doing anything in particular. What I do now is when they are playing in the bath, I have put a cloth on the side, I've put a spray on the side and I quickly wipe down the surfaces. I do the mirror and whatever. And I get all of it done in a couple of minutes and then the kids get out of the bath. I've automated that process. So something that needs to get done, cleaning the bathroom, with something that already is happening um, and I've paired them together. That is my automation. And what that's done is it's given me back more time because I used to block off time every week to clean the bathroom, 20 minutes once or twice a week. Now I have got back that 20, 40 minutes a week simply by automating that action. So I want to give you another example, okay, to, to try and explain that even more. So somebody from Launch Your Homeschool um, has put within our student community, within our um, Facebook student community, she wrote, and this actually combines elimination with automation. She wrote, what have I eliminated? Food shopping. I was spending four hours a week in the supermarket. So she's eliminated, eliminated food shopping, um, which has saved her four hours a week. And she's done that by automating it. So she said, so now I book a delivery early and I use the same shopping list each week. So she has got back from eliminating and automating this activity four hours every week. That's 16 hours a month. I mean, imagine how life-changing that is. So I'll just take that testimonial down. So what activity, friends, what are you doing? What job are you doing that seems like such a burden? Seems like something that always gets procrastinated. What are you doing in your life that you could attach it to another activity and automate it? So the final uh, category, so we had priorities, we had eliminate, we had automate, and then we have delegate. So of all the activities that you do, look at them and say, okay, what can I delegate? So what that basically means is 
that you give some of what you're doing to someone else. Because friends, you can give some of what you're doing to someone else. You do not need to do everything yourself. Your worth, your value as a human being, as a mother, is not dependent upon how much you do. It is okay to let other people help you. And I know that some that you all know this, you all know this, but do you really know it? Like, do you in your heart know this? Say this with me, okay? Say, I do not need to do everything myself. I do not need to do everything myself. I do not need to do everything myself. Your worth is not determined by how much you do. You can delegate. So this might be paid help. It might be. But actually, typically for most people, it's not. It's just by asking people around you to help. It's just by opening them up and, and saying, you know what, I could really do with a hand. You know, hey, you know, if if you can, can you help me? I'm struggling with this. And just opening up to the people in your life. I think so often we expect people to just know, you know, to read our minds. We think, oh, they should know that I'm tired. They should be able to tell that I'm struggling. They can't tell. They can't read your mind. Just because they love you doesn't mean they can read your mind. You have to tell them what you need. Yes, they love you. Yes, they care about you. They want to see you happy. They don't want you to struggle. But you have to tell them what you need. You have to tell your husband, your children, your friends, the people around you. Now, just yesterday, I had that conversation with my husband. He's got, you know, the week off work um, to do some decorating. And I said to him, you know, while you're home this week, don't just hide away with the paintbrush. I need your help with the baby. And he has, mashallah. Like, you know, it's sometimes all you have to do is instead of suffering in silence, just open up that communication with the people around you and it will actually bring you closer together. Now, I know not everyone here has support in their life, whether it's a husband or friends. I know some of you don't have that. In which case, I'm telling you to double down on the other things, double down on the um, automation and on the elimination. Get really serious about the activities that you eliminate from your life and on the automation process. But for the rest of us, delegation is a great way to, to lessen your burden, to help the people around you as well, to get more involved and get closer to you as well. So it might be your husband, but it might be your kids. It might be your extended family. It might be your friends. Um, so your homework, if you like, is tomorrow or today, depending where you live. I want you to give your children a chore. Look at all the housework that you're doing. Let them help. Let them learn those life skills. So it might be, you know, unload the tumble dryer or, you know, unload the cutlery tray in the dishwasher or lay the table or sweep the floor. Give your children just one chore, just one chore and see how much that helps you this week. Um, now, everything that you do in your life, every single activity that is filling up your day, that is making you overwhelmed, makes you feel like you're drowning in things and you can't keep up with the demands on your life. Everything that you do will fall into one of those categories. It will fall into either um, your priorities, 
it will be either something you can eliminate, automate or delegate. So if it's not a priority, if it's not something that you have to do and has to be done by you, then think about this. Can you eliminate it? Can you delegate it or can you automate it? If you can do this, it's absolutely going to transform your life. It's going to open up so much more time for you um, and you're going to be able to focus on what's really important to you. So I mentioned at the beginning, inside my course, Launch Your Homeschool, we have an entire module dedicated to time management. I go into a lot more depth, a lot more detail, more tips, uh, more concepts to really open up your mind to these ideas. Um, So somebody, let's have a look. Somebody who's been through that module in the course, she said, Gemma, your last module has changed my life. I can't believe the difference in me and my routine after listening to that module. I have become so much more productive with my time. I loved all the hints and tips on the module. So whether or not you learn time management from me or from somebody else, I urge you as a mother, as a homeschooling mother, as a person to really take ownership of your time and find a way to manage it better. I do have some more resources on my YouTube channel, on my podcast, Raising Mums. So if you want to go check them out, feel free. It's all free training. Um, You can do that on Our Muslim Homeschool as well on YouTube. You know, not having time, not being able to manage your time should never, never hold you back from homeschooling, from doing what's important to you, from living the life you want, living the life for your family that you dreamed of. You know, it just starts with being more intentional with how you spend your time. So today, tomorrow, every single thing you do, friends, everything you do, I want you to start thinking, is this a priority? Do I need to be doing this? And does it need to be done by me? If not, look at that thing you're doing. Can I eliminate it completely? I tell you, when you find the things you can eliminate, it's so much fun. (laughs) Can you eliminate it? Can you somehow automate that? Or can you delegate it to somebody else? Um, Everything you do will fit into one of those categories. And if you want to go deeper on that, put your name down on the wait list for my course, Launch Your Homeschool, and there's a whole module there about that. You just need to go to um, ourmuslimhomeschool.com forward slash courses. um, And... uh, Where is it? There we go. Yeah. So to put your name on the wait list, just go to ourmuslimhomeschool.com forward slash courses and you can put your name there. And then when more information comes out, it'll be emailed to you. Right. So if any of you've got questions, um, I'd be very happy to, to answer them, inshallah. If you're on Instagram, just pop it in that little icon down below um, that says, that has like a little question mark. And then I can easily find your questions on Instagram. Um, And on Facebook, just pop them in the comments and I will have a scroll through and see what you guys are saying, inshallah. Oh, mashallah, Dina, yes, you do not need to do everything yourself. That's exactly right. Walaikum salam, Zainab. So Humera's asking, just working on this sister, how do I delegate the chores to the kids? A new chore every week or every day or following the same chore every day? So my advice, but it's completely up to you, I think what works better is to have the same chore for the same child every day because it takes training, you know, to learn to hoover or to learn to do a certain task 
takes time to learn. And so I think the best thing to do for children is to give them the same chore, to help them to become competent in that chore, gain confidence in that thing. And then, you know, after a month or however long it takes, it depends how old they are, then you can switch it up. So I would say one chore um, until they get really good at it. And then you can change things up if you want, inshallah. Okay. Um... Sidra is saying, how do you maintain consistency? I feel I get drained just trying to be consistent. <laughs> I think the key to consistency is always reminding yourself of why you're doing what you're doing. Um, what is your reason? What, why are you, whatever activity is that you are struggling to be consistent in, why is it that you want to do that thing? And when you remember your why and your intention for it, then I think that helps to motivate you. Also, if you are struggling and feeling drained, make sure that you're getting enough sleep and enough rest and you're eating properly because those things do have an impact as well. Um, so Mariam is saying cooking, it's my tricky one at present. I batch cook on Sundays, but then I feel my Sundays taken over with work. Yeah, what I, I mean, batch cooking is a great way of simplifying your week. But yeah, it does take up time to batch cook. Maybe there's a way that you can simplify what you're cooking. So I love this, my slow cooker. I think that's a great way of simplifying the meals. You know, everything is just in one pot. Um, I don't have to come and stir it throughout the day or anything like that. I just put everything in there um, and then it just cooks throughout the day. So something like that might be worth looking into. Um, simplifying what you're cooking. Like, do you need to have three dishes? for your dinner or could you just cut it down to two? <laughs> Do you need to have, you know, flatbread and rice and a veg and a meat and a dessert like for every meal? Is that necessary or could you simplify it? Um, and cooking, maybe you could delegate that. That is something that children can learn and help with. We also have a takeaway night, which helps us as well, at least once a week. Um, Okay. So Selwa's asking, what's a good schedule for six-year-olds? Is it okay we don't homeschool every day? Yeah. You can homeschool anywhere you like, Selwa. Like, you don't have to homeschool the way I do or the way your friend does or the way another blogger, Instagrammer does. You can homeschool in whatever way serves you and helps your child. So if you don't homeschool every day, then that's absolutely fine. You do what serves you. So what's a good schedule for a six-year-old? Whatever is best for them. Like some kids learn best first thing in the morning. Others like to have a little bit of a play and burn off some energy and then do their schoolwork. Others like it scattered throughout the day. So really tune into your child and and see what, what works for them. Where are their... When are they most focused? When are they most enthusiastic? And when do they need to take a break? Um, that That's what I would advise you to do, Silva. Okay, let's have a little look on Instagram. Okay. Okay, so this is a really interesting question. How to discipline while homeschooling and how to not feel homeschooling is not a burden? Okay, so I, I think that, I mean, I might be wrong, so forgive me if I'm wrong, but this feels like it's coming from a place where you are really 
struggling, you know, emotionally, and maybe you're feeling very overwhelmed. You're not homeschooling in a way that is joyful and and in the way that you wanted to. First of all, I would look at your own energy levels, okay? If you are coming to your homeschool and you're drained and you're irritable and you're, you just want to get it done, get it done now, you know, there's no enthusiasm coming from you, then your children will not feel that enthusiasm uh, and you will have discipline issues. So I would, first of all, before you think about anything else about disciplining your children, I would look at yourself and I would say, okay, am I excited about homeschooling? If I'm not excited, is there a way that I can change things up so that I am excited? Because I I used to homeschool in a certain way. um, And then I switched to the Charlotte Mason philosophy. And that brings me a lot more joy. And I can't wait in the morning to start homeschooling. But that might not be for you. There might be something that you're doing that doesn't make you excited to homeschool. When you're excited, when you're enthusiastic, your children will pick up on it. And then you won't feel like homeschooling is a burden. So I would, before you even think about disciplining your kids, just check that you're really excited as well and that you're taking care of yourself and that you're resting and exercising and that you're in, you're coming from a good place yourself, inshallah. Okay. Um... Okay, so we have a question from Mispa who said, um, I would love to know how to manage time with a newborn, a toddler and two school-aged kids. Oh, oh, that's hard. It's so hard. I know it is. You know, a newborn and a toddler and you're trying to homeschool. Okay. First of all, I want you to know that you are in a season of life where it is hard. And that you should give yourself some uh, some grace, some be patient with yourself, because this is, from my opinion, the hardest time. If you have a toddler with a newborn um, and you're trying to homeschool some other children, that is going to be the toughest time physically, emotionally, you're drained. So what I would suggest for you is eliminate. So let's go back to all those categories. Can you eliminate some of what you're homeschooling, some of those things that you're teaching. Look at what you're doing. Do you really need to do all of those subjects now when you've got a newborn baby? Can they wait till next year or next month or whenever? So eliminate what is not necessary. Also delegate, get help if you can, even if that means online tuition, um, neighbors, friends, anything, delegate, even if it's just a babysitter to come so that you can have a break. Um, and automate. See if there's a way that you can automate things in your life to make your life run smoother. Again, even if that just means getting your groceries delivered um, to take to give you a break, um, it will get easier. It will get easier. I promise you, inshallah, this is the hardest time. Um, Okay, next question. Okay, last question from Instagram. We've got, how do you manage a fussy baby while homeschooling three kids? Okay, practically a tip for you. I love my baby carrier. When I had a fussy baby who was colicky or just wouldn't settle, I use a baby carrier. My favorite baby carrier is the Ergo Baby 360. 
I should get sponsorship from them. I'm not sponsored by them. The Ergo Baby 360 is my favorite. I have a load that I use. And what I do, I'll pop the baby in that carrier while we're homeschooling. So I might be reading a book and then I'll be walking around with bobbing the baby up and down while I'm reading, or I can have the baby there and still lean over the table and help the other kids with a homeschooling. Also just get other things that you can put the baby in if you can, like a bouncer or like a swing thing. Those kinds of things are really helpful. Of course, if you can try to homeschool during nap time as much as possible. Um, I know you have other things as well that you're trying to squeeze into nap time. Um, and again, just like I said to that previous sister, look at what you're doing and think about those categories. You know, is this a priority what I'm teaching right now or can I eliminate it, delegate it or in some way automate it? Um, so I hope that that's helped you, inshallah. Okay, so... Once again, before we wrap up here, I want to remind you that, you know, I'm not sure if this is for you, but if you are planning to homeschool, if you've even considered homeschooling at some point in the future, make sure you get a copy of my ebook. It's free at the moment. Just go to ourmuslimhomeschool.com forward slash ebook and get your hands on my ebook, which is called Home Education, What You Need to Know to Get Started. And secondly, Launch Your Homeschool, my online program is opening enrollment next Sunday. So that's Sunday the 6th. There are early bird prices um, for the first 36 hours. So if you if you enroll in the first 36 hours, you save, I think it's 25% on the price. So make sure that you're on the wait list for that so you know, so you get notified as soon as enrollment opens. So just go to ourmuslimhomeschool.com forward slash courses um, and you can put your name on the wait list there. Um, so next week, I'm going to be here again, inshallah, same time. So Sunday, the 6th of December at 9 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time to talk to you about the five steps to start homeschooling. Um, so I hope that I will see you all there. Um, tell your friends if they're considering homeschooling. The five steps to start homeschooling will be next week, Sunday, the 6th at 9 p.m. here on Instagram and on Facebook Live. So thank you all for joining me live here. It's been great. Um, I love the, the enthusiasm we've got. I haven't had a chance to look at all these comments, but I will afterwards, inshallah, have a look through them all and read what you've all been saying. Um, and I see the same names popping up every week. So I appreciate you all for consistently coming every Sunday. Um, I see you here every week and I appreciate it. So thank you for being here and I hope that I will see you next week, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum.